Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Up podcast. Was out hunting this morning, got a little update on that, and uh, a couple things learned there. Uh, it's November, lots of stuff around November deer. Deer's the species to be hunting in November. Such a great, great time of the year. We're all excited about it. And this weekend, November 11th, opens up a lot of very popular seasons across the West and East, so... Excited about that. Hopefully, we can get this episode to you in time for getting you a little help in the field. Also, if you enjoy this episode, give it a good rating on whatever platform, if they have that system set up, and you can follow Instagram on Western Hunting Hub um, or at Black Hills Antlers on either one of those. Go check out the Outdoor Call radio app, kind of a cool little app to if you got a long drive and tired of listening to the same old podcast or you've burned through a whole bunch of them. This has got some interesting content on it, just like a radio, uh, all outdoor stuff. It's worth checking out. Also, uh, make sure you're going over to howlforwildlife.org and sending in your howls to help our hunting community out. So check things out that they got going on there. Sign up for their email so you know when new howls are needed to be sent. Uh, lots going on there. In this episode, it's November 10th right now november 10th has notoriously been one of my favorite days of the year to hunt uh because of the deer in the black hills just really are their rut started to kick off and it's just fun you can rattle in call in uh deer left and right sometimes but this morning was not that day it was uh a little rougher and it was all on me really probably so my my thoughts are don't go unprepared is what i was writing in my outline for this episode as i was sitting in a tree saddle so this morning was an absolute mess first off i woke up a little late which i was fine with because i knew i i didn't didn't want to get going crazy early uh just because I, I wanted to make sure i was around for the kids kids still got school today on veterans day and yeah, I just need to stick around. I figured I could, as soon as everyone's up, head out the door, which is usually 6.45-ish. Uh, so I thought, okay, I'll just be ready. I'll have eaten, dressed, ready to go. 6.45, I can head out the door. Things didn't happen that way. Uh, one thing I would say is just make sure you got everything packed and ready to go, even for just a little quick morning hunt the night before. Because once you're, once you're 
got things going in the morning. It's a little tougher to, an organization's weird. You're hunting around for things. Today was a day of just could not find anything. <clears throat> I opened up my trailer. I was going to take my new side-by-side, Buddy Lance got me, uh, hooked up with. So I'm excited to have that. Not a new side-by-side, but it's a 2010 Polaris Ranger. It's been fun getting around pretty quick on that thing into some different areas without beating up my new truck. So that's been handy. Uh, and then put that in a brand new trailer, 14 foot aluminum trailer, just helped me cruise around a little better. And so that's been handy, but, uh, and I wanted to mess around with that today, open up the door and another one of the tires is low. Uh, there was a different tire low the last time I opened up the trailer. So I aired up that one. And then this time it's going to go air it up and couldn't find my air chuck. So there spent some time, drove down to the gas station, which is a little ways down the road from me, came back. They didn't have a hose. And then I called this neighbor. He was at work, went over to the old timer neighbor and he had a chuck good to go. 745 at this, this point. So I'm already an hour behind with my slow movement, moving, uh, attitude as well as, uh, just no air chuck and messing around and getting things put together. Next, I am cruising out to where I want to go and I park, grab my things and hit the road on a, in the side by side. I get to the spot where I want to sit and do a little calling. I have a key in the side by side. It's just a little small little key. I get out, I set it somewhere. I was going to put it in my spot and I, I lost it for about 15 minutes looking all around thinking oh crap i got a situation now eventually find it uh then realize my release is not here even though i specifically pulled it out to grab it i usually have my gear all dialed i usually am the first one out of the truck the first one uh ready to roll i have things organized and good to go uh but just i've been hunting for for work all fall long and and you get a little complacent with things so that's what probably the lesson to be learned here is not to be so complacent and and have your things all ready to go so that you're not leaving stupid things like a release back at your truck two miles away cruise back to the truck get the release there it is go back to where i want to be hunting this point it's easily nine o'clock sunny day um it was 11 degrees this morning or so and now it's warming up to 40 uh, 30, 30 degrees, 40 is warming up really quick. So the deer movement, I'm sure slowed way down, climbed up in a tree, sat in the saddle. And I wanted to call a little bit that, uh, didn't last too long where I realized deer are not around, got down. I'm going to just go cover some ground since I missed the, probably the better time of the day to be hunting. Uh, so yeah, I just went to the next spot, rattled and called and then realized this is dumb. It's already 11 o'clock 11 30 i tried one more spot 12 o'clock and said this is dumb i need to just go home i got a bunch of things to do i need a podcast to record uh tires rotate antlers to cut all that sort of stuff and gotta go get the kids by five o'clock so end of the hunt probably a waste of the morning uh i would highly suggest get your crap together the night before Keep it all together. Keep it organized throughout the season. If you're doing lots and lots of days of hunting, keep spend a day here and there just reorganizing, getting things good. And I know for September, we have things so dialed. Like for our elk hunts and things, things are dialed and ready to roll. And, you, and I'm down to the Q 
candy bar that that's coming along. I got stuff strewn out all over the place. Targets on the floor. Guns right here in my office that are that are ready to go. But uh, I got to change one turret on there. Um, but but just a little disorganized, and it's driving me nuts. But I think it's just because hunting season's been going a long time, and since the beginning of September, and now it's November. But November is the most magical time for deer hunting. Whitetails are rutting a little earlier than the mule deer in my country anyway. So uh, it's time to start start rolling and and focusing on that mule deer tag that I got. So in this episode again, I really want to spend share some of the preparation that I've done for our or my uh, South Dakota West River deer tag starts November 11th and I'm not going to hunt it actually until the 13th, 14th and 15th. I got 3 days set aside to go spend some time. My goals for this hunt like I start any kind of hunt plan is that I want to get away from people. That's an easy thing to to find is people and being surrounded by people. So I focused on my tag and where it came from, what tag I got based on uh, where could I get away from people as well as where could I find some good bucks. You're a little bit of chatting and, and understanding some different areas. I kind of narrowed down to where sounds like some bigger deer have come from and an area I grew up hunting, but not in these particular spots. Also, it's far enough in that I figured that most people are not going to want to do that. They're they're really going to have to man up to go that far in. So uh, we'll see if they do that. Maybe I'm going to be showing up on a Monday. I'm going to miss that opening weekend, which is just fine. Let them do that. Let them not find deer. Get pull one or two out. It's fine. Uh, I'll go in past that. Uh, and then hopefully hit even better um, portions of the rut. Because when I was in there just the other day, rutting activity, yes, but it's definitely pre-rut and saw a lot of does without any bucks around. So I chose a spot that was far away from any kind of parking area. There's no other access. And I started with my e-scouting then. Uh, dropping some waypoints. I just used the, on Onyx, I used that the 3D um, view and that made a huge difference for some various various uh, uh, glassing spots and then also camping is very tricky on this property I can't camp on just about anywhere on it except for some hunks of BLM so I was able to find the BLM pieces and put that together but it's going to add extra mileage in my day camping uh, but I'm going to be way in there so I, I don't want to be leaving from the, the trailhead each time. So that e-scouting really helped out. Dropping those waypoints on points where I feel like I could see a little ways. I started off looking at a canyon. Uh, there was a canyon or two with different little fingers on it. that I thought, yep, that's going to be great. I'm going to be able to see down in there, watch them big bucks as they're bedding, moving around, uh, doing different different things that uh throughout the day i could i could just sit there and it'll be great but quickly realized after i got uh on the property that i don't think that's what my hunt plan is going to be i saw some deer in there but i kind of saw a little bit more in that open country the open country uh, some little breaks in it so that's what i decided at the end really that i wanted to to tackle 
Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So we have done my e-scouting and kind of had a rough plan. The next thing was some firearms. I didn't feel good about my firearms. I've got a new rifle this year, uh, even though I got a brand new rifle last year. This one is a Tika T3. I believe it's the Tika T3 Lite. Maybe it's not. Um, I don't know the difference. But again, my buddy Lance hooked me up with this one. Uh, he's been making me spend some money lately. Uh, by get, sending me some good deals. So that's been cool. But this Tika T3 is an awesome, awesome rifle. I absolutely love it. I put a loophole VX3 HD 4.5 by 14 scope on it. Um, the only thing that this gun is not ready for uh, is, or is not, why well, it's not perfectly ready, is I didn't get the custom turret for it from loophole. But I will do that very soon because i feel like it's it's ready to go it's got a muzzle brake on it so it'll easily uh take away some of that horrible recoil that a 300 wind mag could have but it is a lightweight awesome awesome little setup then i have my gun from last year my 300 short mag that's threaded i cut it down this year uh, I wanted to make that not quite as long with my suppressor on it. Also with a loophole scope and my H&S Precision stock. Great shooting gun. Winchester Model 70. Uh, then I got my trusty old Remington 7 30-06 uh, with a suppressor on it. That thing is a shooter. It's been great for a long time. And I, as you can tell, I like my 30 caliber guns. Uh, for deer, I would love to have maybe a 270 or... Looking at this 260 lately, it'd be kind of a cool thing instead of a, uh, I, I will not be joining the hype of a 6.5, uh, but a 260 looks like a really good option and a, probably even a better option. So there's there's some, and not something I'm doing anytime soon. Lance, don't be going to find an option for me because I don't need to spend any more money. And I got three guns here that are going to work fine and I've been using for antelope and elk and mountain goat and everything in North America I could shoot with these these three guns right here but one is a little more lightweight one is a little bit better fitting to me and the other one is just something I've used forever so again not quite sure which one I'm I'm stuck on for this hunt but what I did was um, first got the ammo that I wanted thankfully some of that ammo is starting to show or has shown back up and I, I got the the Barnes bullets that I like for uh barnes rounds the full barnes uh stuff in 180 grain actually i think almost everything i shoot in except the 300 wind mag is is uh um 180 
the 300 win meg i think it was once yeah you know, it's like no it is it's like 179 78 something weird but anyway i like that ammo uh the barns um with 300 win meg got something a little cheaper uh it just happened to shoot real well uh, I know that's an option to do some load development, but I just don't have time nor the materials anymore to be doing some reloading. But shot multiple times, adjusting out and it fe- adjusting them to be dialed in at 100 yards. Uh, the 300 wind makes dialed in at 200 because it doesn't have the custom turret. And by shooting it a couple of times instead of just once, I'm gaining some some confidence in it. So 100 yards felt good. 200 yards. The other day I shot and double checked all the zeros at a hundred. And then with the custom turrets, instead of just putting them on there and hoping I tested those out, out to 400 yards and felt great about it. They all, I was hitting steel, the 12 inch plates pretty much in the center. I would say about where my abilities would lie on those plates. Uh, I feel like that was a, I was doing quite well with that and it gained me some confidence. And I think that's one of the big things for your November October, any any rifle hunt is just having the the confidence in your firearm setup is key. And if that's what I'm going off of for my answer to this question of what I'm going to choose, they're all they're all great. <laughs> there I have confidence in them all. Um, I know that I'm going to have some possible longer shots. So I have to choose. <laughs> I might even just come down to weighing them to see which one I'm going to shoot. But man, I'm stuck. Uh, good thing I got a, some doe hunts later on in the year. I'm going to pick a different one out and shoot that one instead. So on my birthday, November 7th, I was able to uh, go out and do some scouting on this property to get my eyes on it and get a plan, see if that's what I want to do instead of burning a whole day. Carried my bow, but I was just going for a walk. Found a camp, long ways in there. That was one of the last things I did, so I don't know why I'm starting there. But found my camp, marked it. I even dug out my bed. Uh, I left some water there. I buried it uh, just to try and keep it from freezing. Maybe that's not the best. Uh, maybe just leave it in the sun. I don't know. It it, it may work. I may not. Uh, I may not even need to have it there because I found a decent amount of water. Found some great water options. There are some stock tanks there, which are not a great option, but next to them was a spigot coming right out of the ground, probably right out of the well. So I'm going to actually talk to some folks that manage the property, public land property, uh, to see if, is that straight out of a well? Is that potable water without even treating it? Because now that means I get to cut weight of my water purification systems. So excited about that. Let's see. Next thing on the, oh, on that day of scouting, uh, figured out uh, all the little property loopholes, like the camping stuff. Like how how am I getting from here to there? Where's that uh, water at? And the next thing I want to do is find some deer. I knew I wouldn't find them right next to the the parking area, uh, even though the season was open. And that's exactly held true. Uh, what what I found is that the deer were didn't start showing up until three miles away from where I was, where I'd parked. So found some does and just wanted to see what caliber of bucks are there. And that's kind of a big thing an area that you don't really know anything about is if there is a 
just a four point mule deer frame that that's what you're looking for uh or that's what the property has i mean there when you see one you better shoot it or uh, there's no point in maybe being there or looking a little deeper to see something a little bit better this is not a place i'm holding out for a 200 inch deer or even 180 inch deer that's not going to be the case uh i'm probably just looking for that 150 inch deer 140 inch 45 who knows um Anything over 140 inches, I think, is probably what I need to be looking for. It seems to be the quality. Um, anything 160 and bigger, man, I'm going to be ecstatic. Absolutely ecstatic. So, uh, But there was no shortage of deer. So that was was what made me feel really good. And I know it was pre-rut, but as long as I found the does, then I knew know the bucks are somewhere in the fringes around there. The bucks will be around. There was a group of 10 does, no bucks. There's a group of seven does and one possibly shooter. Uh, I couldn't tell from the distance I was looking at. I don't bring my, I didn't bring a spotting scope this time around, which is kind of a bummer. It would have been nice to look at that one a little longer. But uh, another buck I jumped would definitely have been a great bow, uh, bow buck, but uh, he took off and he was a little heavier, darker, and it's just a, a three point buck. He would have been awesome. So I found what I wanted, uh, ditched my water, found my camp, set that up, and marked a few glassing points. My Onyx now is destroyed. I got my tracks because it's kind of a goofy route in there, which it's interesting. I have red lines on Onyx that were my what I think I'll take in there, and then I have my tracks, which are the, is the route that I actually took in there, and it's totally different it's quite, quite always different. So, um, that was a definite benefit to, to giving that a shot and getting in there, seeing what that property looked like. And I think there's a, there's going to be some, I think it's going to be a really fun hunt. The gear, uh, was also part of that day, figuring out what exactly I'm going to need. Uh, I got a new UTV, uh, again, thanks Lance for that one. Spent a lot of money there, uh, but it was a good deal. So I got it. UTV in that that four-wheeler or in the enclosed trailer I needed to find out if the road in there was rough and if I needed that thing because that's the last thing I wanted to mess around with uh on the day of my hunt was oh I can't get in there or I'm going to destroy a brand new pickup or I'm going to uh have this issue with a new side-by-side that I don't know anything about so that was a good test to to see what the road was like Check that box off. My truck's going to make it in there fine. All is good. Uh, and then I want to go through my my list. I've got a different... Not, it's the same list as my elk list, but it's just now we have uh, some temperature things we got to consider. September, we were dealing with maybe some heat. It could have been pretty lightweight as far as uh, the clothes go and boots and pants and all that sort of thing. So looking at the forecast for this next monday tuesday wednesday i'm going out holy smokes highs of 63s lows in the low 40s so it's not going to be that bad wow i actually was going to take my zero degree bag because i really like being um warm but man i'm not going to need it oh there it updated my mistake still mid 60s uh high 30s High 30s, uh, that's still 15-degree bag. 
I know that's I overkill my sleeping bag for sure. But in in this on this hunt, I have my Exo Mountain Gear pack. So this is my pack and accessories list. Uh, I have a rifle strap attached to uh, FHF gear rifle strap that attaches to the pack. Um, also the orange pack cover that I have that takes care of my pack cover. Important to have for making sure your your gear stays dry if it's going to rain or anything. And I got clear skies, 0% chance of rain. Probably not some great mule deer hunting days. But the deer are going to rut. They are definitely going to rut. Uh, also with my pack, got some dry bags that I normally have. My sidearm, uh, probably just carry my little 380. My little 380 is, I'm not in bear country. I'm in weirdo human country <laughs> so that's all that's for uh, a 380s plenty for me to have just a lightweight thing my shelter and sleep system is going to include my stone glacier um, that's just some stakes and two trekking poles it's an awesome little setup that stone glacier single person uh it's just a tarp but it has got edges on it so it can really keep that wind out it's a little bit better than that uh big agnes onyx thing that i had it's a lot better than that i'll have a footprint some stakes a sleeping pad i do have a insulated sleeping pad from big agnes and i'm going to stick with that uh pillow i'm ditching my camp chair for this one i need to cl- cut some weight for this this trip because i have a four and a half mile pack into my camp and i want to not be uh, unmotivated to do something just because i got a heavy pack uh, and then I have a dry bag. It's a blow up bag to help blow up my, uh, my pad cooking and drinking jet boil with one fuel canister, my long handled spoon. That's a must. The cool thing is I think I can cut all of my water purification stuff out. That's going to be great. A water bottle, a metal cup, probably a second water bottle. That's probably what I'll go with. And then all my food in a red dry bag as well as my vitamins, medicine, recovery, sleep pills, all that sort of thing in there. Electronics, I'm going to have a headlamp, backup headlamp, my power banks and charging cable for my phone, uh, some extra batteries. I'll have my phone. And then the, uh, this is a big addition for this hunt. I'll, I will have a few hot hands, even though it's not going to be that cold. Uh, it will help me sit and glass for a little bit longer. And if I have some hot hands, I don't need to bring my big glassing gloves. I can just wear, throw a couple in my, in my uh, uh, gloves for the morning and make sure I'm just so comfortable sitting there for a couple hours. My personal care and essentials, toothbrush, toothpaste, maybe some body wipes. I don't know. It's a short trip. Uh, and some flossers. Must have TP wipes, sanitizer. Got to have a bathroom kit. My survival kit, not going through that this one this time around, but just your simple survival kit. I threw my tourniquet in there, uh, first aid, and then a repair kit. Repair kits, not going to have any. It's repair kits for tent and uh, sleeping pad, that sort of thing. I might see for my gun. Be nice to have a snake, barrel snake. Um, be handy to have a little piece of electrical tape if you're going to have any snow to throw over top of the end of the barrel. Um, some lens wipes. That would be pretty handy if you got a little moisture on there. Or even a scope cover or, or just your lens covers of some kind. I don't have that. Uh, that'd be a nice addition to have is something to cover those 
the glass and keep it keep it nice while I'm hiking around just in case it rained or you, you walk into the through the trees and the little branches break off and they just landed in your scope and it's probably not the best for it. Uh, also, I always have chapstick and always have a pocket knife. And then instead of, so this is what probably is going against the grain, but I'd like to have a tripod with my bino adapter. I'd love to have a spotting scope, but that's a weight thing. I'm not going to take a tripod. Or I'm not going to take the, um, I'm not going to take a, a spotting scope in there. What I'm thinking I can do is just take my shooting Primos trigger stick bipod. It's what I've taken on a lot of hunts where I don't carry about weight. I'm going to look for the attachments that I have so that I can put the bino adapter on there. And then I'm also going to look for an adapter to see if I can, I can shoot, have a clamp on the top of that instead of the regular old little U thing on it. So if I need to shoot longer distance, uh, I can, or I'm just going to go with shooting on my pack, make sure if I'm taking a long shot, I'm just going to lay down and do it. But, um, it's going to be weird. not have my death grip on this hunting trip, but this is what I got. Uh, the hunting gear, obviously going to need my tag. My driver's license has to go with, uh, and then a replaceable blade knife, which will mean it's a little lighter weight. And this is all great to really go through. I know for my Havlon, I need to get more Havlon blades. Havlon blades. And then I need to get, what did I just say, that grip adapter for bipod. Or I wonder if the whole thing can come right off of my my death grip. We'll see. So lots of options there. Uh, I don't have a glassing pad, but that would be a great thing to maybe have in there. I will have game bags uh, for rifle. Since I'm rifle hunting, I would have some extra ammunition, probably around 10 rounds or so. Uh, and then my bipod, you have the electrical tape if you want. If you don't hike very far, a tripod, a better tripod would be great. A little paracord and, of course, your windicator of some kind. Clothing. Uh, because it's cold out, I'm going to have, and not that cold, I'm just going to go with my beanie. Um, I also have uh, extra socks and a liner. That's a must for me for my foot footwear is that I have wool sock and then a liner. Helps me go a lot further and get a lot less wear on my feet. My gloves is going to be Kuyu packable gloves. Uh, I have some trekking poles. Other weather dependent clothing in my pack or on me. I'm going to have my long, my thermals, and I'm just going to have some regular hunting pants, and that way I can cut down and not have anything crazy for, for pants. Uh, and then my merino top, a sweatshirt. It's a one of the first light comfortable sweatshirts. And then puffy. And then the first light soft shell. We have zero rain in the in the forecast, so I'm not even bring a rain jacket. Even if it did rain a little bit, uh, that that soft shell will cover me pretty well. And then my boots, well, because of that weather, I'm going uninsulated. I want to cut the weight there and keep my feet light so I can go further. My hat, I'm gonna throw in my orange ball cap, and that's it. Um, yeah, I'll throw just that in. If I need to throw my my uh, 
beanie on, then it doesn't matter because I have a vest on and all that. That's all we need in South Dakota is one article above our waist and then my orange vest. Next on the list is obviously my rifle, my bino harness. I'm going to go with my Vortex binoculars because they are lighter weight my range than my Mavens, my range finder. Um, and then I've got my mag view that I need to switch from my Mavens to my Vortex. And I'm cutting that spotter. For food, I'm going to keep it lightweight. I'm going for three days. And part of that is hiking in. So I'm thinking just some jerky, some summer sausage, a couple of peaks, uh, honey stingers, and some nuts, tortillas, peanut butter, and honey. So I'll just go with a simple little list like that, my usual. And, and hopefully I just keep that real light. I would think that pack right there with water and food is going to be 40 pounds. And that's what I'll shoot for. It's just keeping it right under that 40 pounds. But man, it is November and the rut is on. Whitetails have been going hard here recently in our country and the mule deer are not far behind. Last year, I shot, shot a mule deer on November 7th. He was pushing some does. Uh, from what I saw the other day on November 7th, we didn't quite have as much rutting activity where I was at. So hopefully they really kick it up the next couple of days. So it'll be fun to fun to see uh, how this hunt unfolds. But good luck to the rest of you on your November hunts, whether that's in the east or the west. Uh, make sure you pack appropriately because November can be unpredictable in what we get. They could have some snow, some cold weather, and make sure you be safe out there. To the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.